You're listening to The Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion forward. What is going on, everybody? It's your friend Lucas Spinoza coming at you from my office inside of the Black Sheep Lounge. You're listening to Above the Mug, a podcast that highlights positive people, and we're here to show you how you can use your passions to drive your life forward. Today, joined for the second time by two guests at the same time. Today, we have Michael and Marcel Jacques, two incredibly special people. Uh, Michael has written a book, and I shouldn't even say written, he has authored a book, because this book was done in a very special way, which we're going to talk about. It's called can't read, can't write. Here's my book. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it on my desk. Make sure you buy it. I'll do the plug ahead of time, but we'll do another plug at the end. How are you guys doing? Very good. Thank you. Yeah, great. Thanks. That's good to hear. Now, listen, I'm going to jump right into this because I have a zillion questions. I never prepare these things ahead of time, um, but obviously knowing I was going to have you two on, I've been thinking like day after day about how much can I squeeze into this? How much can I learn about you guys? So we're going to jump right into it. Sure. So Michael, you have been writing this book for five years, correct? Correct. Yes. That is a long time. Like I don't think I've been committed to anything for five years. So I, I, I love that. What did you know when you were writing these notes that you were going to turn this into a book or were you just trying to collect your thoughts? Um, no, I was just, uh, I was just more collecting the th- my thoughts. I would use my iPad um, to use it. So I use my iPad uh, speech to text technology. So I talk into it and it, and basically it was more of a daily journal kind of idea at first. And then I just halfway, halfway through um, my, my, when I'm almost done my five years, my sister came down one Christmas and she actually asked me to use my iPad um, to watch Netflix and be an older sister. She snooped through my iPad and um, she upon, she's done upon my notes and she read everything about herself first. And, um, and then after that, then she said, Michael, like, what are you trying to do with this? And I said, well, I would just like to try to do something else with it. And she said, and I said, oh, well, I would like to try to write a book. And that's how it all began because my sister's a graphic design artist. Very cool. So uh, for people who are listening who may not know the backstory, the significance of you having this book, Five Years Speech to Text Technology, I can't remember the acronym. Is it PDDNOS? Or yes. It's, oh my God. It's PDDNOS. And it's basically what it means is that I have autism and intellectual disability and because I can't read, I can't write. I also have problems with um, time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have problems with days of the weeks, months of the year, and and also too and, and like little things like that. Money would be another one. I have no concept of money. I don't. If you give me a fifty dollar bill, I don't know like the change or anything like that. It makes no no concept. But I always I uh, I always say that that's okay. I wrote a book. so <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, if it's any consolation, sorry to my staff listening, but they're not so good with change either. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry, mom. I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, th- I-, I think it's absolutely amazing because a book for anybody mm-hmm. is an incredibly huge task, um, especially with people's attention span these days. Like I've always been the kind of guy who's like, I want to write a book because I love reading books. I-, I love the idea of having your thoughts on paper or on-, on a Kindle or an iPad or whatever you're doing it. I think it's really cool to have a collection of what you're thinking at that time. Even if it may not be the same today, it's cool to have that thought. So um, 
when did you, uh, how long after realizing you were going to make this book until it was published, how long was that? Was um, deciding you're going to make this into a book until it was actually on a shelf? Do you know how long that was? I would, uh, I would bet it was probably about another year. Yeah. Um, after my daughter discovered um, Michael's notes and they decided to uh, write or, you know, publish a book. We don't have a publisher. It's self-published. And Michael's book, obviously, is an autobiography. Mm-hmm. It took him about a year because uh, Kayla, being a graphic designer and her husband, they wanted to make sure it was, it was going to be highly visual because Michael can't read, can't write. Of course, yeah. So um, she called upon some of her friends, colleagues. And the one unique thing about uh, the book is uh, Kayla was able to uh, find 10 artists and before the book was even um, uh, published or printed, she gave a chapter to each one of the artists and said, read this chapter over, draw a picture that reflects that chapter. So if you buy right. a book, you'll see that there's 10 different styles of art through the book. Mm. The beginning of each chapter, there's a very large picture. And Michael sees that picture. He knows what that uh, chapter is talking about so that's the highly visual and beside paragraphs you'll see little icon pictures yes yeah and that helps michael know basically what that paragraph is talking about so if he is talking to somebody about his book they open up a page and say what's this paragraph about well michael can't read it but he'll look at the picture and he reflects he says okay that picture is about this so that paragraph is basically talking about that so i love it being highly visual help michael so from the, to answer your question, probably about a year um, mm. because they really wanted to do a good job with the design. I mean, the grand scheme of things, I'm sure you've probably spent more time than that already promoting this book and being on the road, talking to people. Um, I had mentioned something to you guys when we were out in the cafe before we came in here about something that struck me right away. Um, I picked this book up not that long ago uh, because I wanted to make sure I, I read some of it, if not all of it, to, to have a context and, and understand why so many people have purchased this and have read this book. Um, and when you were talking about the visuals, I didn't know that your daughter was a graphic designer. I, I read somewhere about it being uh, edited or she helped with the editing process as well. Is that right? Or am I thinking someone else? Um, so basically, the person that edited was Megan. Her friend. Her okay, friend. so the friend edited the book. Edited the book. And she's the graphic designer. And no, my, my daughter's... Kyla. Gra- yeah, Kayla. Kayla. Oh, Kayla, Kayla sorry. Yeah. yeah. Kayla, Kayla's a graphic I'm designer, sorry. and Megan was the editor. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, because that's something I noticed right away, that the art wasn't the same from chapter to chapter. And not just the, obviously not just the picture, yeah. but the style was completely different. And that was uh, really interesting, even just flipping through it. Uh, but on the, not on the very first page, but on the second page, one of the most amazing things on here is it says, a book for anyone who has been told they can't, you can. I love that. It reminds me kind of the vibe is kind of like Ellen, you know, like after the end, be kind to one another. Yeah. It's such a simple statement same as this very very straightforward but something very very often overlooked um and and i just love it because the whole point of this podcast is to again highlight positive people who are passionate about something and you are both very clearly passionate about getting this message across um and another thing i read in there um you told a story, I think maybe you were in grade three and your EAs were talking to you um, or talking to each other and, say, and, and they, they were talking about you in front of you and you said you didn't feel like a person. Yeah. Um, and it broke my heart reading that, especially knowing you now, because 
if you didn't tell me upfront about, you know, where, where you're at, I would never have known because you're very put together, very intelligent. Um, and I think a lot of people that have the same thing as you are like that. They're very intelligent people. Uh, and again, keyword being people. And I think we need to start as a, as a community, treating everyone like people. And uh, it, it doesn't just stop with autism. Uh, it's everywhere across the board. We need to, to, to treat everyone like people. So I commend you on the message. It's amazing. Thank you. Mm. Like Michael, as you were saying, it, Michael's a firm believer of inclusion, inclusion of all. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michael's had the good fortune over, since last September to present at, uh, do 60 presentations, mainly schools. Yeah. elementary schools, high schools, but he also has done universities and colleges as well. And the message uh, for elementary schools, at least, is, uh, you know, recess time is about having fun. Um, and Michael could tell you when he was in elementary school, what happened at recess, Michael, for you? Um, for what happened for recess for me was I got excluded a lot because I was a little bit taller as a kid. Uh, a little taller um, as I was a kid, but not as tall now. But I also too I was I was also very um, I was also very clumsy as a child too with my I like two left feet, and um, I didn't understand the rules. So there's lots of different rules that they would keep on they would keep on explaining to me, and then I finally got it, and then changed rules on me. So I usually got picked last or not at all. And then, so I was, I felt excluded on that part, but I usually would hang out with the girls more so, um, Smart. Be because, <laughs> because, 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 but I have the, I like to hang out with them more also. And then when I came after school or after, after school or I re, or, uh, in the weekends, I didn't hang out with them cause I have an older sister. I know what they're doing. I didn't want to be any part of that. Mm -hmm. So what I usually did was on, if I wasn't hanging out with the girls, I usually would hang out with the teachers, the staff and all that at recess. And basically, so I share that story with the people. Um, so when I do elementary schools, um, I just, I would say that too is focus on, um, focus on having fun. Don't worry about winning or losing. I said it's not the national games, it's not the NBA <laughs> yeah, or anything else yeah. of that. You're not going. To, you're not going. To, like it's just it's just fun. You have to have fun and have friends and you know it's all about having fun and, and not including everyone. including everyone. Yeah, I love that. It's it's an incredibly uh, good message. Um, I think the uh, where am I going with this? I lost my train of thought. I, I love that story so much. <clears throat> but uh, oh yeah, that's that's what it was. So obviously, like you had said, you were writing these notes down before you had any idea of this being a book. It was just kind of like a daily journal or weekly journal. Um, now that you've done this, does, has this given you the bug to maybe do another, uh, another book or um, maybe a magazine or a zine or something like that? Um, yes, I'm writing another book. Um, it's just like I'm using, well, I'm doing the exact same technique. I'm just talking into my iPad usually every day or every second day whenever I have something going on and you know and I just kind of talk about that and how like I felt about that and different things like that just like I've been doing in this book and you know like I always say like, I would like to write another book but like you know so it might take probably the exact same time mm -hmm. and my dad was going my dad always says to me I should also talking about um being 27 year old because I'm 27 gonna be 28 and what it's like because my um, cause my experience is completely then 
different than another 27, 28 year old um, because like because they do lots of different things. And I, and I don't do that, but I like, so we were just trying to make people understand, but there's nothing wrong with that either. So there's nothing wrong with that because I did lots of different things. I wrote a book. I met Ellen Generous. Oh, you I did? Was, yeah. I was it's so funny. I talked about yeah. that then. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's so I, bizarre. I met Ellen Generous and um, I met Ellen Generous. I didn't talk. I didn't like, I was like, it was just like a little off topic is that I met her in Toronto because um, I won, um, I won some tickets and I got a chance to go to her show, and I got talked to her, took a picture with her, me and my sister and Ellen. Amazing. And then we watched the show, so it was more of a. It wasn't. I wasn't at her show, but I really like to be on her show. Um, but it's Ellen, just, if you're listening, yeah, please. <laughs> if she's listening to this podcast, I don't know what I'm doing, but uh. <laughs> have Michael on the show. Yeah, yeah. have her and, on the show, and just talk about that. And like, I also went to um, Apple headquarters in Very Toronto, cool. and just like lots of different kind of good stories. So that's why I said. That's always like. Uh, that's why my book is all about. Yes, there is struggles, mm-hmm. but not to focus on that, mm-hmm. and just focus on your strengths. No, we're doing good with this mic. Our love, the good oh. thing is we're all loudspeakers, so at least it's okay. picking up on here. But uh, no, I think that is unreal. I love Ellen, so now I'm super jealous. But uh, um, yeah, no. I, so did you have any other aspirations before you uh, decided to publish this? Did you think, I want to be a firefighter, I want to be a teacher? Did you have any other goals of what you wanted to do career-wise? Well, I'm. I always wanted. I'm a. I, I like to. Um, I like mechanics. Yeah. So I like to work with my hands and stuff like that. And I also was. I'm also very good at. I wouldn't say. I have my limited of cooking, but I like cooking and baking and things like that. But I just. But there was always. There was always a realization kind of too because I know like because there's lots of different kind of math matic stuff like that or different things that i probably couldn't go any further with it and that's okay too because i'm i work at sobeys and fine till and it's one of the best things i ever did without me even realizing it because it's just it's such a great company to work for mm-hmm. and also that and i just like and i just like for little goals i got my high school diploma awesome so i got my high school diploma i got my g1 first try and people are like, how can you? I didn't. <laughs> I failed my first G one. <laughs> so people always say, Michael, how did you get your G one license first try? Well, in St. Catharines, mm-hmm. there's one once a year. Once a month. Once a month. Once a month, there is a there's a where you can the 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 structures or something that would read you the piece of paper. Very so cool. then you know the test. So then when you know where there's like. Like so, so you, you know respond or so, or, so you respond or so basically if there's like B C and A, you need to know the question. So basically they read you the question and might read again and then you have to go on your own. But yeah, yeah. no, that's but, that's awesome. Things like that. That's great. So um, for people who are listening or watching who may not know, is it every single Sobeys in Ontario? Correct, has your book. Yes. Well, so basically it's Ontario that mm-hmm. has my book, but it's also on the East Coast. So like Nova Scotia and things like that. That's yeah, amazing. All the province, yes. All the province. All the provinces on the East Coast has Michael's book, and all the Sobies in Ontario have Michael's book. And actually, if you get an opportunity, Michael's uh, sister not only designed the book, she designed his website. Very Here's cool. my book dot com. So all of the because uh, Michael's been on TV several times, TSN, CHCH, Morning Live. Um, he's we just finished doing uh, CBC Radio uh, last weekend uh, interview yeah. on there. And so all his links to his T 
TV appearances and radio shows and things of that nature are on uh, his website, heresmybook.com. And if you ever wanted to contact Michael, just ask questions or have him do a speaking engagement, mm-hmm. that's a great place to, to contact Michael is there. And as he was saying, Sobeys, great employer. And I think one of your goals, though, and you didn't mention this, Michael, is to get a job. And why yeah. is it important to have a job, Michael? It's very important to have a job to be a member of society and um, to member of society and to show your worth and you know and things like that and i always say it because one time it's one of the jokes that i talk about all the time is that one time i um got a i got um i got a letter in the mail and for jury duty i was very excited and people are like michael why are you so excited for it's because i was the first person in the house and um because i just and then people are like why are you so excited for it i was excited because they saw me as a person they saw mm-hmm. me member society and I, I obviously i had to decline because i can't read or write but I was, but I was very excited to have that opportunity. That's amazing. I uh, when I got my notice for jury duty, I thought I was going to prison. <laughs> it wasn't the same excitement for me. I was like, oh, it's finally here. It's come. I was surprised they gave me a warning, but uh, no, that's amazing. So how how did uh, Sobies help you? Did you approach them to say you were looking for a job, or was it? How did you cool. get the opportunity to work at Sobeys in yes. the first place? So, uh, well, I went to, I, work, I was in high school, there's co-op. Yeah. And I got my job opportunity at co-op. So I, there, because my E at the time saw the potential and because they saw how tall I was, but also too <laughs> is that the, saw how tall I was, but also too my social interaction and my people skills and my memory. I remember my memory is really good. And those are the three key points to have a Sobeys job or any job is like in the grocery business is to have that. So like, yeah, that's yeah. my aspect to it. And then, so that's how I got it. And they were very, um, they were also very, very, um, they're very, very helpful. So basically I, um, had a couple of, um, things I had to do beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one of them would be like, um, for example, at, at first, cause I do everything there at Sobeys except f- Everything except for knives. Everything except for knives and money. <laughs> knives is more of a safety thing, is because, like I said before, knives is more a safety thing. I might cut my finger or worse, so that's why I don't do knives. And money is I have no concept of money. Like I was saying before, if I was a store, if I was a cashier, the store would be bankrupt. So that's why I do not do that. <laughs> or very rich. Yeah, or very- yeah. <laughs> more likely very poor. Michael's a giving person. <laughs> so that's awesome. So yeah. So then. So that's why I did that. So basically. So for like when I'm outside doing the, doing the soils, they usually have a ring for the cashier and they would have the ring and it would have like black earth and different things like that. But what they did was they have a little piece of paper and they would have like white and green for black earth because I can't read black earth. So things like that. So they're very combinations. They make very combinations. And there's a few other things and stuff that, and you know, it's really great just to have those little combinations and stuff that it makes my life easier. So was there a key person at Sobeys that helped you get started? I would say, Ron, my boss, Ron, 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 Ron Core. Yeah. Yes. He's a great guy. Oh, yes. He's awesome. Well, I, I was kind of fishing for that because yeah. I, I, I thought it might have been him, but I didn't want it to yeah, name yeah. it out loud. No, but, and, I mean, even 
not to bring up politics because I don't ever do that, but even his election sign, I mean, the fact that it was out of recycled cardboard, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it just shows you the type of person that he is and the team he's trying to lead. So I'm happy they have you on the team. Uh, I'm very fortunate as well as I'm going away um, next week on a conference. Nice. But when I come back, I'm meeting with a, another one of our friends and customers at the Black Sheep who's, who also has autism. And he's going to be uh, working with us for, for as long as he wants to work with us. So right I'm very excited to have him a part of the team as That's well. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing, again, treating people like people. Mm. I mean, there's so many abilities focusing on that as opposed to the things that you're not able to do. Because even just from a person to person without any uh, intellectual disabilities, you have people who are just horrible at some things and great at other things, right? Like, yeah. I got picked on uh, and dis excluded from stuff in school too, but mostly because I was fat and slow. But <laughs> so, uh, yeah, slow, but not as fat. But the uh, no, so I mean, I felt I felt the same pain. So that's somewhere where you and I would get along, right? I never did sports, which is why I ended up getting into music, like you, yeah, right? right? So music was somewhere where I felt comfortable and I felt accepted. So it's nice when people can find that place where they feel good about themselves and and they can help. Um, I guess move other people along with them, right? So, what are you talking about? Your Special Olympics, because that's that's so, key. Yeah. You're talking about looking for things. Yes, yes. Special, Michael's so, a Special Olympics athlete. So, I'm, I, yes, um, for our Special Olympics, I play baseball and basketball, obviously, for my size. <laughs> um, and also, too, is that um, I've been doing Special Olympics since I was 13 years old, and I'm 27 now. So, I did in a very, very long time. And for basketball, it's all about. Work on your strengths for mm -hmm. basketball and stuff like that because I'm a very slow runner. I don't like running. So you're a so, three-point shooter. So, 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 <laughs> I'm so, a wall. You just I'm on the wall. So basically, I put my hands up and nobody can get the ball. And then yeah. for like baseball, is I'm a very good baseball player. I can hit the ball really very far. far. But when it comes to like home runs, I don't get home runs or grand slams. I basically make it to second, or I would say make it to third, but I might need oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> So Special Olympics is really important. Yes. No, that's amazing. You know, I think it's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Staples does a lot of work with the with the Special Olympics. Every year they have a, uh, a fundraiser where they'll sell products, um, wristbands, things like that, and raise money. And uh, it, it's amazing because they bring people in from the Special Olympics to, to work. I don't know if it's a week or a month. It's I think it might be a month uh, of every year that they raise money for them. And they bring people in from the Special Olympics to, to sell as clerks or they're in the tech department. So it's amazing to see that corporations are starting to get it too. Uh, and it's not an inconvenience or try to be an inclusion thing. It's actually better for business to have people of all sorts of strengths. In. You're absolutely right. And that's Sobeys. You're absolutely right. Sobeys, is, they're fabulous. When we were, uh, we were on a tour with so Sobeys, a book tour, so we were doing, we did several uh, stores in the Toronto area a couple weeks ago. Then we had the good fortune to go to the East Coast uh, with Sobeys. And uh, I think every Sobe store we went into, there are individuals there with, with intellectual disabilities, uh, Down syndrome individuals, all working extremely hard at Sobe's. Everyone appreciated their hard work. Every store manager only said great things about the employees that do have intellectual disabilities. And uh, they were fabulous. And you could see that. We saw it across you know, the, the, you know, the East Coast. We saw it in Toronto. And uh, I can't say enough about uh, Sobeys. They're great with individuals like Michael. Well, while you have the mic on you, I, sure. I have a couple questions for you now. So as a parent of someone uh, who's doing, taking strides in this world, writing a book, doing these tours, how has it changed your life um, 
I guess now because are you are you retired or not? Yes, yet? I'm retired. Thank goodness because I wouldn't be able to do all. This. <laughs> I was going to say because it seems like a, you're adding a lot to your workload, right? So what is it like? What kind of experience? Because you seem comfortable with media, which is tough for a lot of parents. I know my dad could never sit in your seat right. as much as you know. Maybe he might want to, he might not, but he he could never do it. He'd be sweating and 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 freaking out about it. So how have you taken this new this new chapter in your life? Well, you know, um, I was an educator. So yeah. for me to talk to students or parents or whatever is pretty natural for me. So sitting uh, with Michael or assisting, he calls me his executive assistant, <laughs> otherwise known as his dad. And I don't mind that. You should wear a suit. Yeah, he, he wants me to wear a suit. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. It's too hot in the yeah. office for a suit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I so that part of the my help with Michael comes pretty natural. And, you know, I'm just excited. I'm so excited for Michael because Michael has so many strengths and he's given the opportunity to share his story, his strengths with so many people. And, you know, with either students or staff or parents, parents had to just find out that their child has a, a challenge or intellectual disability. It can be heartbreaking. And they see Michael and say, wow. My child can do lots. Look at Michael Jacques. He's done so much in his life. And he focuses on everything he can do. And I think myself and my wife, always with Michael, we said, okay, yeah, you can't do that. But let's look at all the good things you can do, Michael. And that's yeah. how, you know, Michael was part of our life, always pointing out the things that he could do. And uh, and I think that's where he is, is today. He focuses on his strengths. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be with him, to be part of this journey with him. And, uh, you know, I'm very proud. So is my wife like my, and my daughter. My daughter's huge. She's part of the team. She's the graphic designer. She handles all of Michael's social media. She does so much. And myself, my wife, my daughter, Michael, we are the team. And there's so many other people like Sobeys, the corporation, Ron Core, fabulous, helps Michael out so much. So yeah, like I it's exciting. I have to get Kayla to reach out to me because I might need some work done. So yeah, she knows right that, from yeah. you. <laughs> and and not to blow any more smoke up your butt here, Michael. <laughs> but you are an incredible person and an, a seriously incredible inspiration to so many people. I think to see, especially there, there might be parents of children with autism who don't realize the potential that their kids have and yeah. just by seeing you they can think holy crap my kid could be an author my kid could could be an actor my kid could be whatever they want to be yeah. and, and just by leading by example you've, you've taken amazing strides for not just the autism community but for for people in general uh, sadly we are actually time to wrap this thing up so while i've got you yes where can people find what you what you sell? So I know you said here's my book.com, correct? Yes. Yes. Anywhere um, else? So you I would say Apple Bookstore, electronic mm -hmm. um, version. Electronic version. Um, any Sobe store on the East Coast on on in Ontario. Yes. And um, And now starting today the Black Sheep Lounge. There you go. <laughs> and starting today here too. And I was also going to is I I actually quickly uh, forgot to mention I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But also, too, is that um, I also give pro, uh, pro proceeds to Special Olympics and Community in Ontario. Awesome. Because I'm also a board member for Community of Ontario. I'm also a board member of Community in Welland Hell yeah. I'm yeah. also an alternate for SEAC for, uh, for uh, a school board, too, for special education. That's amazing. So those are like the things. 
That's awesome. I, you know, it's funny. I've, I've, I didn't realize how much community living did around here until somewhat recently. You know, with with the cafe and working with them. Yeah. Uh, my brother just recently won the inclusion award of the year for Well and Pelham. Michael's won that one. I won Very that cool. one too. Yeah. So then I maybe would have seen you there because my uh, my brother owns a personal uh, personal training gym called Forge Fitness. Yes. And one of his clients has autism, and he's come such a, a long way. Adam, shout out, Adam, you're the best. Yeah. He's going to be the one that's working here. So, right so it's amazing. But uh, anyway, we've got to wrap this thing up. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for joining me. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank that you. was awesome. Anytime. And uh, yeah. make sure Caleb puts this on the website. So. Yeah, I will. <laughs> we'll be on our website. We will see you guys next week on Above the Mug. Hey, friend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Above the Mug. For more episodes, check us out at AboveTheMug.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, review, comment, tag your friends. This way you're not the only person listening to this thing. We come up with a brand new podcast every Sunday at noon, so we'll see you next week on Above the Mug.